Well, hello. This is episode 231 of the Fearless Launching Podcast. Today, we're going to dive into some practical ways to protect your business. Yeah, we're getting legal here. And we're also going to talk about why it's something we often see as optional, but we really shouldn't be looking at it that way. My guest, Annette Stepanian, is a passionate attorney who specializes in legal insight and contract templates for entrepreneurs and creative small businesses. I worked with her years ago when she was just planning her first launch, and I am thrilled that over the years we've gotten to know each other, we've been in a mastermind together, we are friends, We she comes to see her dad, we go to brunch. Anyway, so today's convo, you know, I was so excited not only just to talk to her about launching legally, running your business with the law in mind and what the law is there to do and why it's so important, but I was I was eager to drag out some other topics from her because I know she has a lot of insights on a lot of different topics. And if you watch her on Instagram at all, Annette Stepanian, then you will know that I'm not I'm not just saying stuff. She she's got a lot of other things besides the law going on. Um, she talked about communicating with clients, setting boundaries, so much more. So I am thrilled to get into today's to today's episode with you. Okay, so one more thing. Remember last week we did this. And I want to ask you to do it again. As you're going through today's episode, as you're listening, just look down at your phone if you're listening on your phone and screenshot your phone. Let us know you're listening. Let us know that you're listening to Annette and me. And if you tag me, I'm going to share your comment because I so appreciate that. This is just a little extra way to give my guests some love and to let them know that we so appreciate them coming on the show. All right, let's get into it. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, Annette. How are you today? I'm good, Anne. How are you? Great. Well, I gave a little intro to who you are and that you're all things law, legal, and but you've got so much more going on than that. I, I really believe that. I think you've got more gifts than that. And um, just FYI. So thank you. I agree. I agree. <laughs> don't just put don't put me in a box. <laughs> yeah, don't put me in a box. Um, so Annette, I just want to thank you for coming today because really, um, you've been someone I've known for a long time. And when we were just chatting, I was like, oh, I kind of had thought you'd been on the podcast before, but it's just because you've done classes for fearless launching inside that that community. And I just have known you for so long. And we worked together. We were just in a mastermind this past year together. So we got some history. Yeah, we've, um, I think I reached out to you when I was doing my first launch. And I was like, Anne, I need your help. I don't know what I'm doing. And I think that's when we started working together. And then we became friends after that. And it's lived happily ever after. And we lived happily ever after. <laughs> and here we are. So um, so I think before we dive into anything, actually a good place to start would be like just to introduce yourself and what you do, um, and what you do in the world. What I do in the world. Um, how much time do we have? No, um, so the mini said, series, Annette. Yeah. <laughs> this is part one. Um, so we, we, me, um, I'm a lawyer for creatives and entrepreneurs, um, meaning that I really just want to help people get their legal stuff in order because it's not sexy, it's not fun, but it's so important and so essential. And I see so many people working so hard to build their dream businesses, but they sometimes kind of skip over things like legal and accounting and finance that really 
helps ground the business and set a solid foundation for it. So that's kind of what I do in my day job is I do one-on-one services with folks, whether it's contract drafting, trademark registration, consulting. And then I also own Your Legal BFF, which is uh, uh, online downloadable contract templates, trainings, really designed to make law really accessible, affordable, really industry specific for folks. Um, Because one of the biggest complaints I hear is people want to work with a lawyer, but then they'll, they can't find a lawyer who understands what the heck they do, especially folks in this like, online space. (laughs) They're like, yeah, Trying to explain funnels and SAM card and (laughs) (laughs) most lawyers don't understand that yet. So, um, so it's really trying to bridge that gap between where, you know, here's the law, this is what you need to know with kind of the, this, the state of the industry in terms of online business, um, and trying to give them the resources they need, uh, to do it successfully. Okay. So because I actually don't even know if I know this, I was just thinking like, how did you get started in this? Like, were you ever, did you obviously went to law school that happened, but like, how did you decide to be a lawyer? Can I just ask that? Yeah, I was, I mean, there's no sexy story. Basically, I always just in my heart of hearts knew I wanted a graduate degree. Um, I grew up in a family where both of my parents had masters. And so it was just kind of a given for me that I was gonna, after undergrad, I was going to go to some sort of graduate degree. Um, and I had studied business at USC and it just was one of those, well, like law seems like a really good practical (laughs) foundational thing. Um, you know, I always thought like the combination of business and law would always give me a really good foundation, even just in my personal life. Um, just, I felt like, I don't know, this sounds really funny. And I've, I've told this story before where I felt like if people, knew I had this knowledge, they wouldn't take advantage of me, you know, Mm, as a woman. Interesting. Yeah. And so I was like, no, I want to equip myself with this knowledge and this education. And I was also just really intrigued by the like intellectual challenges of it. Um, and knew it was going to be really rigorous and difficult. And I kind of want to see if I could do it. So that was my story. <laughs> it was very interesting. It's like a self challenge. Like, yeah. Like you're I, like martial art, like a lawyer, like you're, like you're learning martial arts so that if you're like walking down the street, no one can, you know, yeah. pummel you, you're learning law so that no one can take advantage of you. I love that. Yeah. And I think in some ways I've, I've reflected on that kind of that reasoning or that purpose as to why I do what I do today, because I almost want to equip the folks that I work with and the, the folks that come into my world with that same kind of confidence. You know, I think sometimes when I work with clients, yeah, I, the law is the law and I help them with that. But so much of what I do is really empower them and give them the confidence to ask for what they want and to design the business in a way that works for them. Uh, so whether it's with a challenge they're having with a client or, um, you know, just so much of it is the coaching that goes behind it that I didn't think I would do, but that I enjoy so much. Um, and I, I, I kind of see that common thread now of like, oh, okay, that's kind of what I was trying to seek out in the law. And now I get to do that with my clients of like, no, this person can't take advantage of, you No, like, and this is how we're going to protect you. Oh, I um, love that. Yeah. I so, really like that. I think that, um, that's an interesting viewpoint too, because I do think just from listening to people as they're creating things and they're talking about legal agreements that they might need, like, oh, I need an affiliate disclaimer, or I need this, or I need that. But it often feels like they see it as an extra. Like, it's not really like a thing. Whereas, like, no, it is the thing, you know? And yeah. maybe, maybe you'll stop playing business if you set up your business like a business. Yeah. You know? And that's what, like, that's why when I work with people for custom contract drafting, and even in my templates, I walk people through a process of, it's not just like, here's a template, go do what you want. You know, yeah, you get the template, you get all this video training, but there are steps before that that I, I've taken from the time that I work with my one-on-one clients and I brought it to the online space uh, to teach people about how to strategically think about and structure their business. And then once you have those answers, then we just put it into the contract. Um, but you have to make some decisions upfront about how you, how you want things to run, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And I think when people think of these contracts and these terms as an afterthought or just another to-do list item, um, or they're copying and pasting from other samples they find on the internet, they're really robbing themselves of that opportunity to 
really take ownership of their business and to Mm -hmm. architect it. Uh, And um, it's cool when I get to work one-on-one with people because we get to do that. Um, And we get to, I get to really kind of push people like, well, why are you doing it this way? (laughs) You know, like, why are you charging it? Why are you only collecting a payment up front and a payment at the end? Does that work for you? You know, maybe we should think about doing something different. Um, And it's, it's, you know, everybody has their journey. Yes. (laughs) Some people, you know, are, are really good at upfront. They really want to take things and do things kind of the quote unquote right way and get all their legal ducks in a row. Yeah. Um, but other people learn the hard way when, you know, they have a few well, close what's, calls. How do yeah. you do, how do you deal with that though? Do you find that a lot of people come to you when things are breaking down too? You know what I mean? Like, because that's, cause you know, you typically think of a lawyer who's going to deal with a situation that kind of already exists and something yeah. happens. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I mean, I've been fortunate in the sense that people usually come to me, I would say the majority, it's when their business is at a point where they feel like they have too much to lose. You know, it, it starts to not feel like a hobby anymore, either because they're making a lot of money or even if they're not making a lot of money, like they've really committed to this as a, their business and they realize that this is an asset that is worth protecting and they don't mind spending a little bit of money to get that done right. Yeah. So I've been fortunate that I would say the majority have been like, okay, I knew I've been kind of swinging by the seat of my pants or flying by the seat <laughs> of my pants, whatever that expression is. I suck at expressions, by the way. I don't know. I always mess <laughs> fun them up. Fact. <laughs> yeah, fun fact. Um, what is the expression? Is it flying by the seat of my pants? I think that's it. Right? I said swinging yeah. by that's what you can swing by the seat of your pants, right? Um, <laughs> I just got a mental image that was uh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is going to make it an explicit episode on <laughs> um, So um, I find that a lot of people will come to me like, oh my gosh, I've been kind of just figuring it out. I'm so lucky nothing's really blown up in my face yet, but I know yeah. I've been kind of, I've been buying time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you have a few people who have a bad situation and are, are like, have had enough close calls where they're like, okay, it's time you know, yeah. uh, to really get this fixed. Now, um, I have a question for you. I'm curious if, um, you know, because you obviously are in the mode of like setting people up so they're protected, you know, for those things that may or may happen. Do you find that you actually have to market to kind of like the, like I've seen, there are some folks online who are teaching, you know, systems and business and things that like, again, in this same kind of world for, for some people, um, they market using kind of fear. So they'll like, someone's going to steal your ideas. Someone's going to be able to rip you off. Someone's, do you find that you have to do that to mobilize people at all? I, I, I've been told by some pretty big people that to do that, to kind of tap into that. Um, it's kind of like the, you know, getting a security alarm, like, oh, the burglar is going to come and, you know, steal your stuff. And yeah. it's not my, and maybe I should do it. Maybe I'd be more effective in marketing, but uh, it's not, I don't, it doesn't feel good to me to, to, to do those scare tactics. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I try and create a balance where I say, I, I try and take a more empowering approach. Like, this is like, like I said, like your business is an asset. Like you want to protect it just as you would get, you know, insurance for your car or insurance for your house or whatever. Um, yeah. And then I, I do mention, you know, kind of close call situations or situations of where problems might come up or the, like try and demonstrate examples of problems. Cause I think it's hard for Definitely. people to, for it to feel tangible. So I yeah. do try and say like, Oh, like, like the example you gave, like, could you imagine like you've worked on this thing and somebody comes and steals your content? Like, what do you do in a situation like that? But I don't, I am not a doom and gloom type of person where <laughs> I try not to be. So I don't, it doesn't feel good to me to do that in my marketing. So I, I, that's not my MO. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. And I understand that challenge because sometimes that's the only thing that mobilizes. It makes people like really take it seriously or, yeah. or, you know, maybe, you know, but I like that the the way that you can express it, I don't think has to be doom and gloom for sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you then about, so did you ever, I want to go back to like your history, the history of Annette, um, <laughs> book, one. book one, part one. I'm thinking this is like a Monty <laughs> Python thing. 
Part one, birth. Um, oh, God. I, I don't, come out of, I don't, this is totally going to be an explicit episode. <laughs> I swear I'm not swearing. Even though I generally bring that out in people for some reason. They're like, oh, what's God. going on here? I'm saying the F word like crazy. Um, I'm like, I don't know, because I'm not like that. No, um, of course, you know, that's not true. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm just curious. Did you work in a law firm? Or law I firms, did. or how long did you do that? So I, <laughs> uh, you know, during during law school, you know, I did my di- different externships and things like that. Which they're basically internships. But then after law school, I was really lucky. I got a job out here in San Francisco at a national law firm, and I was really, really lucky because as soon as I got my job, the economy just like what tanked. <laughs> um, and I was doing litigation for about six years. Uh, we did. I was did a lot of different things, but I was primarily assigned to the products liability group. So we did a lot of, this is probably really boring, but um, no, I'm curious. I'm really curious. Yeah. Yeah. I I did a lot of pharmaceutical and medical device um, defense litigation. So we were responsible. So let's say we had a client who makes like a drug or a medical device. And you know, those like late night commercials you see about like, did you take this drug and grow a third arm or like, you know, (laughs) whatever, whatever, have grow a third eye or something. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so we were on the defense side of that. So uh, we got to kind of uh, be not kind of we were counsel for litigation all across the country. So like thousands oh, wow. and thousands of cases with thousands and thousands of plaintiffs. So it's actually a really, really fascinating, um, like field, uh, just litigation of it in and of its own, but then just like the pharmaceutical side of it, it was, it was really interesting. I learned a lot. And so I did that for about six years. And then I was like, I can't do this anymore because I did it. I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a partner in a law firm because I looked yeah. around and I felt like it wasn't going to give me the life that I wanted, which for me was really important to have time for, to, I wanted to raise my own kids. I wanted to be to have that flexibility. And I, I felt whether right or wrong, um, that I had, that was going to come at that cost. Yeah. So I was like, well, if I don't want to be a partner, why am I here? <laughs> like, cause that's the end goal. So I decided to quit, which was super scary. And then, um, I took some time off, started a jewelry line. Totally. See, I, I feel like I kind of knew that, but I kind of didn't know that. Yeah. I remember I, I'm reminded of our coaching session a long time ago. And I think you shared that with me, but I forgot completely. Yeah. Um, feels like a lifetime ago, but yeah, I started a jewelry line cause I was like, I don't want to do anything with the law. I just want to like make pretty things and like, you know, just make people happy all the time <laughs> instead of like fighting all the time. <laughs> um, and so I did that for a few years and that was a really interesting experience in the sense of like, you're kind of getting your MBA by yourself, you know, you're learning all these things. And that's really when I got introduced to the online world, I signed up for B school. And I think that's how I heard your name. Mm. You know, so I started kind of seeing like, Oh, there's this whole other world out here. And I'd never really been on social media before. Cause as a lawyer, you kind of try and like hide from all of that stuff. Um, and sure. yeah. And so, yeah, it was just this whole new world. And it was like, my mind was just like exploding every day. Like, oh my God, you can so, do all these things. Did you go into B school then kind of with the thought that you were going to be growing your jewelry business? I actually hadn't even decided on a business. <laughs> so it was oh, okay. Of, so it was before yeah. the jewelry you got into yeah. B school. Yeah. I was, I was thinking I was going to, so I was kind of doing the exercises with that in mind. Um, but it wasn't really like established yet where I was like, okay, I'm doing it now. I want to improve it. So let me take B school. It was just like, let me educate myself with this whole, what this, what is this whole online business situation? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. um, <laughs> like what's going on here? People are like selling things over the internet. What's and, happening? Like, yeah. <laughs> Cause that, up until that point, I mean, and if, I don't know if any lawyers are listening to this, but they would probably agree that like you really live under a rock when you're in a law firm because you're so consumed with your day-to-day work that mm-hmm. there isn't time for you to like open your blinders and see what's going on in the rest of the world. And I just remember being like amazed, like, oh my gosh, like that could be a job. Like, like, wait, right. people make money doing this. Like it just, it opened up my eyes in such a profound way. And it was really exciting. It was kind of like this like renaissance for me, you know, like, oh, I get to play and I felt the same way when I started discovering the online world. I like was like, I don't know, I guess the word is voracious. I was like so obsessed. I needed to learn everything. 
I feel like I'm, we're still kind of like that though. Um, I'm calmed down, but yeah, a little bit. Like we, we like tell ourselves, I probably don't need this, but. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of like this weird, like addictive thing because technology is such a big like driver in this industry, obviously, because, and it changes so quickly and you could do so much. I mean, even like five, you know, we, we met what, 2015 ish. Like yeah. think about it in the last four years, like it was before Periscope. It was before Instagram. Yeah. Periscope. I'm sorry. Sometimes that I mention that now, I actually feel shy. Like people are like, it's like, being like if I, it's like I'm mentioning myself. eight tracks, eight track yeah. tapes or something, which is if my mom, that was like my mom and might've been listening to that. I never had eight yeah. tracks myself, but like dial up, you know, <laughs> you had a phone that plugged into the wall. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I miss those days sometimes, like oh, no caller ID. Yeah. Um, I do reminisce about those days. So, um, so you were just, so what, what, when did the shift happen when you said, okay, maybe I'm going to, you know, take this law thing online? Yeah. So, um, I've been doing the jewelry and during that time I'd been working with a lot of folks and, um, just like meeting more and more people like, and, uh, in this space. And I realized like every time like I would get a contract, I'm like, Oh my God, this, like this girl needs help, you know, or like people would come to me and say like, you really need to do this like legal thing kind of like for the creative space, because you yeah. understand kind of creatives, you understand the industry. Um, and, and I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do it. And then I, I don't know. I think after doing the jewelry for a while, I realized it really wasn't for me, um, as a business, uh, because it required a certain set of skills that, I just didn't enjoy, like I didn't enjoy going to trade shows and standing there and selling my jewelry. Like it just was not, it's like, I can't see myself doing this forever. See, now I understand why we were in that jewelry store in Glendale the other day. And like some of the comments you made, I was like, how does she know about this stuff? (laughs) Oh my God, they're charging $90 for this. It costs them like, you know, $6 to make. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm like, is this gold dipped? (laughs) Yeah. Is this gold dipped? What's here? Yeah. You, you knew all, you were like, let's, let's get to the bottom of this. Yeah. I know it's so hard buying jewelry now. Cause I know like the cost that actually like goes into making it. And it's just like, I can't justify it. Sometimes I feel so guilty, I'm, but you anyway. know, what? and you should be proud of yourself. You did put back, you know, the items that you were picking up in the various places we went to. Thank you. Yay. But then I went to anthropology and I bought a headband for like years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> what can you Which say? Born like once, <laughs> um, but um, it's only been a week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Give it time. Okay. All right. Back on track. Uh, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I just realized, and I really miss kind of the like intellectual challenges of the law and like all that stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give this a shot. And so I just did it. I don't know. I didn't, again, I didn't have a strategy. I didn't have a plan. I just made a page on Squarespace. I knew people needed templates. Um, I knew that would be like a, that would be a nice way to bridge the gap between like people. There are people who actually want to do the right thing, but maybe not, don't have the money for it. So I, you know, started drafting contract templates, put them up and there you go. (laughs) It just kind of snowballed from there. I mean, it wasn't like this massive, like I didn't do like a huge business plan. I didn't, you know, do all this like strategy. It was kind of like, I finally like merged these two worlds together. Got it. Got it. So you really have like a library of things people can go to and figure out what they need. I know that because I've (laughs) seen your site before you just drop down and you figure out, you know, generally what your business is and then you show them what potential things that they might need. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Exactly. So my question is, um, now that did that mean? Did you have like a big launch or anything like that, or do you feel like you did, or no? No. Honestly, sorry. Not to like. <laughs> I mean, basically. No, I'm not looking at her with like bug eyes right now. I'm like, <laughs> how dare you not launch? <laughs> I feel like I've done everything the wrong way, not the wrong way, but not the right way, you know, but I just did it. Um, and I almost sometimes want to go back to the way I used to do things because I think when you're so like, when you don't know, you're just so much more open to like reaching out to people, trying things like experimenting. And then when you kind of get comfortable or you get in this routine, you get a little bit more limited in what you're, you're doing in terms of like, 
um, I don't know, you, you lose your creativity a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, I think at the time I just reached out to people who I thought would be, who would have audiences that would need what I needed. Um, and then just introduce myself and then just kind of let that kind of snowball, um, from there. I mean, it wasn't, it really what, there was no big launch. I don't even think I had an Instagram. (laughs) But I don't, but there are some things that I just feel like, you know, especially if they're going to be available and people can get them, hire you, buy the thing, if it's going to be all the time, then I don't think you need like a launch, you know? I feel like you could probably from time to time just reach out to a new little inner circle of people and say, hey, you know, so maybe they're more internal for you. Like, okay, every quarter I'm going to have my little batch of people, new batch of people that I reach out to, to reach, you know, leverage their audiences. So. Yeah. Yeah. It really was like that. It was a little bit, I, I, I was more, um, diligent about it in the beginning because like nobody really knew me and then it was or the people who knew me knew me with the jewelry uh and so it was just yeah it was really just I want to say grassroots I love (laughs) that that I I love that I, I personally do love that um so what how how is it how has it been like now like you're you're really in the same field but obviously I mean I I feel like I'm answering my own question just by asking but um I mean, how does it feel to you now based on how it was when you were in litigation and now? Like, do you do you like the different? I mean, how is it different for you? Because it's oh, still it's the law. Different. Yeah, yeah, but it's super different. A, I yeah. don't have bill, billable hours, <laughs> which <laughs> like which means every if you guys don't know what billable hours are, that most lawyers bill their time every in six minute increments, um, which kind of drives you crazy because at a certain point you start tracking everything in six minutes. So like if a secretary would come into my office, I was like, Oh my God, that was 0.2 billable hours that I just wasted. Or like if I was on the treadmill, I was like, okay, I did point, you know, four billable hours of like running. It's like disgusting. So that's great. I don't do that because it kind of puts this pressure on doing things really, um, quickly or to do things caught like, um, what's the word? Um, or, or actually doing it kind of like stretching it out so you can bill more because you have all these billable hours that you yeah. have to meet. And so this way I put in the time that needs to be put in. Um, and I charge mostly for most of my work flat fees, which is great for me and great for the client because they know what to expect. And I like don't feel this pressure of like, oh my God, I got to like do it so quickly and, you yeah. know, to save the client money. Um, that's one thing. But more importantly, I think litigation is um, – you know, there's so much more conflict and it's so much more based on like the problem has already happened. You know, it's like the conflict has already taken place and you're there to kind of, uh, clean it up or to minimize the impact of it, uh, which is really helpful to know, to have that experience because now when I advise clients, I can, I see what it is at the end of the story. Right. Right. And so I can say like, okay, let's work our way back and like take the steps that we avoid all of that or minimize it the impact of any of that. Um, and so my point being that what I do now is so much more constructive and that's so much more exciting for me. And obviously the clients are very different. I'm not working for like, you know, global (laughs) pharmaceutical companies. So you're actually working with human beings that feels more personal. And it's like, it impacts their life, you know, like when they get a trademark registration, like they're so excited. It's like this like big thing or when they register LLC. It's like, the, it's like graduation for them, you know, oh, and it's, that's awesome. so it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, yeah. So there's a different level of connection versus working with, you know, other lawyers, essentially. Um, you know, they both have their pros and cons. Like, yeah, it's nice getting a consistent paycheck and benefits and stuff when yeah. you're at a law firm. Yeah. Um, but, but then you have to deal with like the heaviness and, and being buried and like all the hours, like you said, like the, that would yeah. drive me nuts. And like in, in a weird way, you wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to stop. Like my life would become billable hours. Like, yeah, I just spent point two. Min- billable minutes at my fridge <laughs> deciding what to make for dinner tonight <laughs> that was a waste of my time um, um yeah um so I have a okay so here's what I want to know like when you because I just was thinking I'm like I wonder how how do you work when people come to you let's say do you I, I mean I'm I'm assuming I'm going to assume that course creators some coaches come to you 
I mean, they're, those are two different types of businesses. Those are people who, a lot of people who listen to this. Yeah. This show. I also get service providers. So people who are, you know, wedding planners or, um, I don't know, graphic designers. Yeah. Consulting, you know, marketing consulting. Yeah. So what is, what is like very generally, you don't have to obviously go into detail, detail, but like, what is, what is the process of like you working with them? Does anybody ever come to you going, Hey, this is the type of business I have. I don't know what I need. You know, yeah. do you just kind of just say, well, tell me your business. And like, do you just kind of talk to them about their business and then say, you probably need this, 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 and this. Is that yeah, what you do? I've, I've tried to, um, through my website, I've tried to provide a lot of resources for people to educate themselves. So if you go on my website right now, there's the five essential legal ingredients for like a solid business. And so there's a lot of great information on there just to add, because sometimes people mix up the words. Like they know they're like, I want to copyright my business name. And it's like, well, that's not the right word. It's trademarking. And so yeah. I'm trying to educate them, which is fine. I mean, yeah. they, they didn't go to law school, like whatever, you know, it's okay, no judgment there, <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying, I try and educate them a lot through the content on my website, through the podcast so that they're prepared to whether it's me or another lawyer there, that's one of my goals is I want them to be able to have an intelligent conversation yeah. uh, with a lawyer and not feel like a deer caught in the headlights. Uh, and, and protect, and, like you're doing another level of protecting them even before they've decided to kind of work with anybody. Yeah. 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 Because I don't want them to feel like, oh, I'm at the mercy of this like person. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so I wanted them to be an, like an informed consumer essentially. Uh, and so for the most part, by the time people contact me, they'll say like, oh, I know I need a contract or I need terms of service or I need to trademark. Um, every once in a while, someone might be like, I don't know what I need. Um, and then I have sessions for that where I can walk them through, you know, we yeah. can go through and I can answer their questions. I basically give them like all this knowledge in like an hour, you know, so saving them tons yeah. of time yeah. and money. So it really varies, but I find that most of the people who reach out to me already have an inkling of like, yeah. this is kind of what I need. And then I can help guide them, uh, based on, you know, their business and where they're at, what their budget is and things like that as to what their options might be. Do you find that, um, are, I mean, actually not do you find, but like, you, I'm going to have to get that, that resource that you mentioned link yeah. to that. And just also, my homepage. <laughs> yeah. And I just, and I know that there, there is just like a simple, like, what's your business drop down menu. And then it just populates and it shows you exactly what you likely need. That's yeah. That's for the template. So that's on yeah. your legal BFF. So I wanted to make that super easy. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time uh, with the website developer developing just a really cool, I think quiz and quiz. To say like, okay, I, this is like what I do. This is how long I've been, been been in business. And you answer like another, like I think two or three questions and it'll just spit out a list of all the potential contracts you might need. Yeah. Um, obviously you don't need to get all of them all at once, but it yeah. kind of gives you a nice uh, checklist of like, oh, do I need this? Do I need this yeah. or not? So That's yeah. Awesome. So, That's awesome. So Mike, so another, the thing that I wanted to ask you is like, do you ever have any, do you have any pet peeves when people do come to you and they're not as educated or when they, when they think they are maybe? Um, one of the things that is a pet peeve, I don't mind that if you aren't educated, I don't mind that if uh, that sounded really bad. Don't but like you haven't but, like done any homework on it. Yeah. Like you come that, in blind or kind of, yeah. Like I'm cool with that. As long as you have an inkling of like, I know this is an issue and I need to get it fixed and you might be the right person. Like I can yeah. work with you. Um, if for me, it's the people who just want to pick your brain, you know, and, and like just are always like. And I, I feel like I'm pretty generous with like my time and my advice, but I think people sometimes forget that what I have is a skill set that's kind of intangible. <laughs> yeah. And so sometimes, and, and this is true of anybody who's like a subject matter expert, right? So if maybe you're an SEO person and people are like, I just have a really quick question. And my brain like, is my product. <laughs> yes. You know, and so it's, that's always tricky for me because I want to help people and I want to set them in the right direction. But I, there's also legal reasons why I can't always do that. Uh, I can't yeah. just like give anybody advice because I need to know the whole picture. And if you just give me like one paragraph of your contract and ask me interpret to interpret it, I can't because I have to read the whole contract because other parts of the contract impact that like one paragraph. So mm -hmm. that's kind of a pet peeve because I, I feel like it puts me in a situation where I have to say, 
know or not give them the answer they want without saying mm-hmm. like, well, I have to charge you for it, which then makes me look like all I want is just to charge you. But it's like, no, I really can't because I need to understand the context or I might need to go do some research on this right. issue. Um, and that's my time, <laughs> you know, that right. I could be spending on work that someone is paying me for. So yeah. that's, I think, a pet peeve. And for anybody who like you might be reaching out to just kind of be respectful of the time that they've spent, the education that they've put in and just, you know, like kind of know that line. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it's a hard line to know, but I, you know, I, I find that I even want to pay and, you know, compensate the people that are my friends. Like I'm like, that's like, for me now, now that I've been on the side of like people, people full on asking in a DM, somebody I haven't talked to in like 10 years, 20, 15 years, maybe, can I pick your brain? I'm like, actually, <laughs> no, me. you can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm cool, like with friends and stuff. And I like what I do is like, I always will, because I, I, I tend to work with people who I have a friendly relationship with because there's yeah. a level of trust there. And so I am very, I try and be very cognizant of that. So I'll say like, yeah. Hey, I have a question. Let me know if like, you need to charge me for this. Like yeah, feel free to charge for me sure. for this. And for sure. you know, most of the time I don't, but I, I find that I appreciate that when it's like for me, because you know, they're, they're acknowledging like, Hey, I, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your expertise. And I'm willing to pay for it. I respect um, you. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, I've had people like, you know, I answered their question, they were friends and they'd like send me like a Starbucks gift card, which was like totally nice. Like I wasn't even expecting that, you know, but it was just a nice gesture. Hmm. Um, and so I think that's the thing is just be respectful of people's, um, time and expertise. Um, do you have a difficulty? Do you have, is there, I, I don't know why this is, um, this was a question that I knew I wanted to ask you, but it feels like it's coming up now. Like, do you have a hard time? Like, like I think with especially online and like online businesses and maybe people, once you get to know them online, there's like this, like people aren't like people aren't calling law offices expecting yes. all that information, but because you're an individual. So do you have a, how do you like balance that kind of like, I'm a lawyer, I'm pro here. And I'm also, you know, like there is like that remember we were talking about the whole identity piece, it kind of comes up here because if you're too friendly, friendly down, you know, then people really think they can reach out to you. So is there like a balance there for you? Yeah, it's tough because I do want to make the law approachable, which then I want to make myself approachable. And it's my personality. I think I'm a pretty approachable person. Um, and I relate to people very easily. So yeah, there is this line of like, well, I want, and hello, one of my companies is called your legal BFF, right? So with your best friend, it's like, you can call them anytime and ask a question. So I, I want to create that open door. Um, but then create that line of, Hey, like at at a certain point, like I'm going to have to start charging or this is like a service. Um, and so I try and communicate that with, you know, my email communications to people, if they're like contacting me, um, or just like my policies about things. Like if you buy a template, like that does not, that doesn't include any consultation with me, you know? Yeah, exactly. If you want that. Um, if I can help you, that's extra or like go find another lawyer who can help you. So yeah, I think it's just about communication. Um, yeah. and then also for me, I think in the beginning I was much more, it was harder for me to say no. Like I really wanted to please everybody all the time. And like, I look back on like, even just what I charged at the beginning for some of my services. I was like, what was I thinking? And I think it's just a very, uh, it's a normal thing that I see a lot of people do is because in the beginning you don't have the confidence that like your, what you're bringing to the table is valuable and people are Mm -hmm. willing to pay for. And then as you kind of grow and as you get more and more experience, you're like, okay, no, I have something here that is valuable. And so you get more comfortable in drawing those boundaries, saying no, asking like, Hey, I'm happy to answer this, but this will be a consult. We'd have to book a consultation at this point. And this is the fee. Um, and some people don't, you know, if they can't do it, they can't do it. Like, I don't, I don't take it personally anymore where it's like before, I think when you're, it's a business where it's like, you're the, the face of it. You kind of feel like people, if they don't book with you, they're somehow rejecting you. I don't feel that way anymore. Um, I'm, I'm able to like 
compartmentalize. And even though I see that Anne, it's not me almost. It is, but it isn't. Like I have to separate it. Yeah. In order to not get offended. (laughs) For me, it's, I get, yeah, I don't get offended anymore. For me, I actually get frustrated because I see the mistake they're making. I was just telling my husband, I had like two like uh, lead call situations and I could just see the mistakes that they were making. And I was like, it's like, you see someone like about to like jump off a cliff and you're You're like, but please don't take that extra step. And they're just like, so caught in their like, yeah, uh, excuses, you know? And so I get frustrated and I was telling my husband, I was like, you know, it's not even that I didn't get the client in that situation that bothered me. It really didn't because like, that's, I don't, it's fine. It just was that like, I was trying to help this person and they're just like, they're not like, they just were not in a position to like hear what I was saying. And that was frustrating to me because I could see kind of the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what, that's what gets me frustrated in these days, but I think I'll probably get over that too soon. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, because you can't take, you know, you, you can only, yeah. For, I mean, that's a little codependent. That's a little tiny bit, I think. Right. Is when it, you're like, you're like, you're feeling, you're like, hmm, maybe it's not codependent. Maybe it's like, ah, what is it called? I don't know. But I, I know yeah. you, you can see what they need and there's only so much you can do to show yeah. them that you can help them with that thing that they need and want and they came to you to get some information about and you're just yeah. like, oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm much oh, better at it's so that you don't, to- you, you can't save everybody. Yeah. I thought that I want to save them. It's just like, just want to shake them. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to shake you me? Know? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just shake them and be like, "Come on, you know what's good for you." Um, yeah. But it's it's you know it's funny because I had a call this week where it kind of started off that way, and then the person like realized it on like her own and like came back, and so I because I took a very like whatever you want, like if that's your decision, awesome. Like I'm here when you're ready to you know help, yeah. and then like you need the help, and then they just like within a day, they're like, okay, I see the light. Let's do um, this. Yeah, let's do this. And so uh, sometimes that's what you just have to do. It's like, I think it's a good lesson too for sales for you to be thinking like, oh, this person was here. Maybe, maybe what you can do is ask them once you guys start working together, you can ask them just like, hey, what got you to that point where you were ready to make that decision? Because maybe that would help you. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm not a big salesy person. I think like when I do these like consults and stuff, I, I'm a very like, Hey, like, let me know when you're ready. Like I'm not a closer in that sense. You know, I am definitely Um, not a closer (laughs) (laughs) because I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like if you need it, you need it. And I think a lot of people who come to me are just at a point where they're ready. And that's the your dogs are done. I know. I'm sorry. I was like, (laughs) it's totally fine. It's so (laughs) I'm surprised my cat has not come out here yowling with something in her mouth because she's like a dog herself. She meows. (laughs) I think we got an Amazon delivery or something and that's why they're barking. They're going nuts on the Amazon person. That's funny. They're like the nicest dogs, but for some reason when you approach the door, they're like, Aliens are coming. <laughs> Aliens are actually here outside that door. door. I'm pretty sure of it. Um, so Annette, what is the best way? What are like what are the ways that we can connect with you? Like yourlegalbff.com. Yeah, that's where you can go and get all the contract templates, um, the trainings. There's a lot of great resources on there. Then you can also head to my main website, which is annettestepanian.com. Um <laughs> And then, uh, <laughs> uh, and that's where you can learn all about my one-on-one services. It also links out to the contract templates. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. I mostly hang out on Instagram um, under the same name, Annette Stepanian. Yeah, and she doesn't just talk about law legal stuff. She talks no. about really cool, like she has a really other um, great productivity topics. I always like <laughs> those that, when you talk about those. When you, do I that. should do that again. You, you should. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, Thank you. Well, I hope that um, I hope that everyone who's listening knows that their first step now is to go and educate themselves a little bit. You 
definitely want to check out the Your Legal BFF site because that actually just just going through that quiz itself is it's like so easy and you learn so much. You're like, oh, yeah, I actually and it will be obvious when you see the things that come up. You'll be like, yeah, I do need that. Yeah. I also actually have another quiz at the bottom of the page. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom and it's called, are your contracts up to snuff? So if you do have a contract, uh, you could just, um, it's just like, I think 10 questions or something. Yeah. Super easy. Just to, and it gives you kind of a score, kind of like a buzz. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And then that'll just kind of give you a sense of like, Oh, this is how you're doing. These are things you might want to work on. Um, and then I also have a, uh, a masterclass that you can sign up for. Um, and that is at your legal Well, I should probably give you the handle. I don't remember. <laughs> I think it's shop.yourlegalbff.com forward yeah. slash masterclass dash one. Not a sexy URL, but <laughs> <laughs> I will put it in the show notes. So don't you worry. Just uh, look in your podcast app or go over to the blog and you'll see it there. Or if you go to my Instagram and you go on my highlights, you can sign up for it. Too. There you go. She's got, yeah. she's got you covered. Annette has you covered. She wants you to protect your, she wants to protect you and she wants you to protect your business. Yeah. Why not? You're working so hard. Come on now. Yeah. Okay. So I'm shaking you. I want to ask you one final question. This is totally random. Uh, Actually two. One is what, what one thing in your business are you really excited about right now? Is there something coming up that you're working on or that you're excited about? So I am doing a lot more video content, uh, which is kind of a new like medium for me. Uh, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with it, but I'm pushing myself to do it. Uh, and so I'm really excited about that. The podcast kind of went on hiatus for a few months. Um, and so I'm like bringing all of that back and excited to just be creating new content. Um, that was the first question, right? Yes. The first, that was okay. the first question. The second question is what's your, um, what is your like pastime? That's like kind of like something that people wouldn't expect that you like to do. Is there anything like, is there like a TV that. show that's like really weird that you like? Do you like suits? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I watched like the first season or two, like I think right before Megan. Came I'm a on, suits freak. Really? Because I love ended, Harvey. Right? Oh my God. Harvey, you listening out there? Gabriel mocked. I love Give you. Give me a dude. call. I love you, dude. <laughs> is it still on? Oh, yeah. The next yeah. season is, the last season is starting next week, brother. I mean, sister. Okay. <laughs> I might have to pick that up because I'm out of TV shows. I think the only thing we, my husband and I can watch right now are, is America's Got Talent. That's the only thing. And it's once a week. <gasps> and I'm like, there's like, you know, six nights a week. We're like, we have nothing to watch. And so I'm watching like, oh, this is really bad. I'm on like, I've been watching Frasier. I think this is like my fifth time watching the entire season of Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one ever. Oh my gosh. I really, Frasier? I don't know. I like Frasier. I like my Golden Girls. Um, and yeah. So I, but something that people might not know, I, I really love to organize and spring clean. Huh? Oh my gosh. Well, that, that actually doesn't surprise me. You seem like, yeah. a, you seem like very organized and spring cleanery. But not, not like to the point where it's like, a, like I can't have it be messy, but I like, I don't like a lot of stuff. So if anybody has a lot of clutter in their house and wants to get rid of it, call me. I will be more than happy to come and like clear the clutter. Okay, so I need to tell you that I have a storage unit. Oh my god. Invite me. That is that is in desperate need of separation. I will bring my label maker. My- I actually do need help. It is ridiculous. I might offer that as a new service. Honestly, like when I drive by people's houses and like their garage doors are open and you can't even walk into the garage, I want like no judgment. But I'm kind of judging you because I really want to come and help you. Meet me at public storage in Studio City and we'll, <laughs> and we'll go to work. <laughs> Girl, it's the Next time you're down feeling. in Glendale, I'll be like, hey, you want to have lunch? Oh, say uh, Ventura <laughs> and uh, Laurel Grove or I don't know what street it's Wherever on. Wherever you are. <laughs> that's I will not be the there. street it's on. Yeah. I will be there. It's the best feeling because you really – because I – 
like last kind of bit in San Francisco. I lived in a studio apartment for like five years and I never thought I'd be able to live in such a small space, but it was actually so liberating because you realize you really don't need a lot of stuff. And I think that experience, I've just carried it through. And now we live in a house, we have a lot of more space, but we kind of live like people are like, how long have you lived here? Cause there's, it's so sparse. <laughs> oh yeah. We don't decorate. I have maybe a few things on walls that I've just added this year, but we yes. generally, we are so empty. People are like, <laughs> yeah, I think on? Light space. I think it like it, it helps clear your mind. So you can, I mean, look at Kim and Connie's house. It's like, so oh, I love their house. So and I think I'm it obsessed. must be because they're so bombarded all the time with like ideas and work and whatever that you want to get into a place that feels like sparse and clean and for sure open anyway okay so we'll make that date at a separate time but Annette thanks for popping on here and I hope that everyone reaches out to Annette checks out her website and um, starts really taking care of your business right now thanks Anne for having me thank you (laughs) thank you for joining me (laughs) Ooh, okay, so now don't just listen to this and think, yeah, that's a great idea. That Annette, she is smart. She is so smart. I really need to do that. I need to call her up or you know what? I need to go to her website. Whatever the case is, I need to get my my affiliate term, my affiliate program terms. I need my disclaimers. I need my terms of service, whatever it is. No, just actually do it. Okay. I hope you head over to yourlegalbff.com and do the quiz to find out which contracts and agreements your business might need. It's a great place to start. And you can also head over to the show notes where we'll have like a full list of things that we talked about. Um, we covered with Annette. She gave us a bunch of links. So those will be there at ansamoylove.com forward slash 231. And I cannot wait. I legit can't wait for you to get started. I can't wait because I've already gotten started on a lot of things, but there's always room for improvement. Okay. So again, thank you so much for listening to today's show. If, if you had any thoughts, ahas, make sure to screenshot this episode and let Annette, you saw, you listen to her and uh, what you learned. All right. Okay. Have a great rest of your week and I will see you next Thursday.